You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. And uh, we're ready. Let's um, let's go. Uh, hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's uh. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> it's uh, Sunday, February the 8th, 2009. This is After the Show 56 with your hosts, as you've just been told by the intro, basically and Sid Talk. And uh, this week we're going to be looking at Oscar-nominated movies. I think we're going into that season where we're going to be starting looking at them. And the first one we're looking at is Changeling on Blu-ray. And this is Oscar-nominated for three different things. First thing being Angelina Jolie in the leading actress role. The second being Tom Stern for the cinematography. And the third being Gary Fettis and James, I'm going to mess his name up, Mercamy for art direction. This is a 2008 movie. It's released on Blu-ray and DVD on Tuesday, February the 17th. So another week away. Mm-hmm. Um, and Approximately. It's, and it's from Universal Studios. And Sid Tuck's going to tell you what it's all about. I am. Uh, it is about, uh, based on a true story from the 1920s, 30s, a woman's son goes missing and in, the pro- in Los Angeles and in the process of an investigation and some other events, the corruption and, I don't know, the inefficiency of the L.A. Police Department is unraveled and... That's all I'm going to say. There's some things I don't want to say because it kind of ruins certain parts of the movie. But And that's it. So it's this woman's search to find her son. And in the process, the LA Police Department shows itself to be a real ass. So I think we'll have to um, establish some rules there of what, <laughs> how far we're going to say into the movie. How far we can discuss because otherwise it's not going to work. So should we? Where, how far should we go up to? Uh, the missing son, obviously. That's what it's about. Corruption I mean, we, of the police we've department. just said there's a yeah. missing son. Yeah, so, I mean... I think we shouldn't talk about the... Yeah, but, guy. but we we can <laughs> talk about... Can, see, it's, this is really hard. Um, oh, you say what you want. It's your show. All right, then. Spoiler alert, just in case. Oh, yeah. You know, just in case. I mean, it's a massive spoiler, because I didn't know these things I'm not talking about that, what you just did. I'm oh, talking, okay. I'm talking about um, the fact that... Okay, big spoiler, if you don't want to know what's going to happen in the movie, turn off now. Yeah. The the female character who's a single mother who has a son who goes missing and then is told by the police that... Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Her son is... Um, they bring a boy to her. And- they bring a boy that isn't... Obviously not her son, and just palm her off and say, yes, he is, you're distraught, it's your yes, son. Yes, that's the whole, that's yeah, the yeah. premise of her end of the story, is that she's being told dismissively by police, who are all men, by the way, and I'll go into that later, that yes, this is your son, and she knows it's not her son, and yet they're just, like, cramming <laughs> it down her throat, because they want to look good, like they've, I really they've like, saved a boy. I really liked this one particular scene, well, it's a mention, which I really liked, was... So they've given her this boy who's not a son. And she obviously knows it's not a son. It doesn't look like a son. He's not as tall That's, as... The name of the movie is Changeling. He's not... They they try to convince her that yeah. the, in the five months he's been missing, he's changed. So the scene I'm talking about is they send a doctor over to the house <laughs> to kind of put her at rest. That, yes, this is your son. 
and she says, well, he's circumcised, and my son wasn't circumcised, and he tries to say, oh, well, the the captor of him probably did that, because he probably wanted yeah. a, a clean penis or whatever. And then and then he also, she also says, well, he's also not as... He's like three, he's three, inches, three shorter. inches shorter than he was when he left the house. She said, oh, that's just normal. Under stress, people's backbones go crooked. His spine could have shrunk. Yeah. It's not common, <laughs> and he's really but it could like, happen. The way in that moment, I was really... just like, oh my god. Like she's an idiot. Like, and it's, uh... I've been treated that way by men before. By people of the male persuasion. And I'm not a man basher. I love you. You're a man. I love men. I love dudes. But I'm telling you, culturally, <laughs> I, love <lamp. laughs> I love lamp. I love... Lamp. But the idea... This was written by a man, so... I think that's quite interesting because it's all about, in my from my perspective, everywhere she turned, she was being dismissed. It was a man-run thing. And the only people that were listened to, like she's telling them, very obviously, this isn't my son. They totally think she's full of shit to the extent of thinking she's gone crazy. She's causing them grief. She's embarrassing them. But who do they listen to? A child who tells them an outrageous tale about something that I won't mention but because he's a boy, I think there's some credibility there. And then an, another officer claims it, and then they'll believe him. Nothing gets done in this movie and in that in this frame of the story without some man making a move. And she's always she's always stands her ground. But that's what that was. It was a very that's how I felt. She was being really shoved down because she was a woman in the whole situation. I actually think it's a really good story, and um, it's really good. the um, the way it's presented. It's quite, um, it's like a slow, steady movie, but it is, the way it's presented is really, it makes you as a viewer feel really frustrated all the time. Like. Oh, all the time, yes. And, and that, I think that's, that's not a bad thing. I mean, some people might say, oh, I'll sit down and watch a movie and I'm frustrated for two and a half hours. <laughs> well, it's actually a good thing in this movie because you feel what that character's going through because it's like, you're right, she's butting up against brick walls all the time. It's just, nobody will listen, nobody wants to help, apart from one person. Who, mm-hmm. um, a, a reverend guy, who has is, his is own agenda, activist reverend. Yeah, he's got his own agenda, he his has. own cause. It, but in the mix, he it does. He helps her. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So it, and it shows you. You know, he is a man. Who mm-hmm. is another man who's got this weird. You know, he's def- he's, he's not actually pure, is he? Even he's, though he helps. Right. He well, he claimed his his mission in life, and in the real the real man who, who this is portrayed as. His mission was to uncover the corruption yeah. and the violence Which, of the L.A. Police Department. So, that's noble. But there's, there's it's one. just that she gets caught up in his own cause as well. And that's fine. Because she says to him, I'm not on a mission. I just want to find my son. And she's that all the way through. She's and never- there's one scene where he talks, the, uh, the, the reverend guy, to her. And he says, like... He's, he, you can tell that he's, he doesn't particularly care about her son. He, he thinks... oh. He's dead anyway. But, because you're in this position, you can do a lot of good here. Like, yeah. That's, that's his thing. And, and that one scene where he's like, kind of like... Yeah, everyone dismisses this. That this woman... Yeah. Has been given... Is missing her son and then given the wrong son. And everywhere she turns, it's like, mm, whatever. Mm, well, you know, hysterical woman. Oh, crazy woman. Oh, you know, just put that aside. There's just so many... um. There's just so many great scenes in it, I think. Really It's like a really good scene also where the mother is telling the fake son just, 
she just loses it with him. Like that time where she sends him to the bedroom, like where, where he goes off to the bedroom. Yeah. That's just like, I felt that because Gu- like, oh totally gut wrenching. Yeah, because and and this kid's only a kid, who claims to be her son. But he's not. A, it's, it doesn't mean he's a bad kid. It's just a kid who's in a situation, and like you know, how, you know, it's bad for him too. Like, so you know, because the kid's not really a bad guy. No. He doesn't seem the too harmed by it all, though. He's kind of on for a ride, I think. Yeah, but still, it's um, it's a weird situation because she's got this little dude in her house that's not her son. It's and she's weird. taking care of him and everything, but it's just um, the story really pounded into my mind the you know patriarchal structure of ev- of I'm, everything. And I know that's I'm not like I said I'm not probably, feminist or anything. I, was, I don't think like that, but oh my god. I was going to say it's probably changed. Um it's probably a little bit different now, but probably not probably not in higher power. I'll give you an example. In just the last few years when I was shopping for a house, right? So I would have been 38 years old. 38. Yeah. Going on 39 going on 38 and a half probably. Right? I had this one man real estate agent showing me a house. <clears throat> I'd been looking at houses already, you know, several houses, and he, before I got my, our main real estate lady, we go in the house, I see things, like the crack above the doorway that goes from the corner of the door up to the ceiling. I, I say, know. oh, right, yeah, that little one that we have over there. <laughs> the one I saw, the ones I saw in this one house, and it was obvious this was a house, it wasn't very old, but it wasn't built very well. I, it was clear to me there were a lot of problems with that kind of thing. A lot of things were painted over and, and like, plastered over. And I would say, oh, one, is that water or is that... Oh, now, that's nothing. Don't don't you worry about that. Don't even worry about that. That's just not That house they, is just settled. Were they from Texas? It was like... No, it was like that. This overbearing, louder than me. Oh, and he'd pat me. Pat me on the shoulder. Pat me on the arm. Shuffle me through the rooms. And I'm telling you, by the end of that, and everything I came up with... I smelled a certain smell, like you could tell there'd been animals. Oh, now, nah, once these people move out, that'll be fine. Don't you worry about that. I mean, everything I said, he was like putting me in That's my real place. Estate agents, no, it was not. Because <laughs> no woman, they, it wasn't like that at all. No. Nope, none of them. None of them. And that would just put in my mind, oh, God. Don't patronize me or patronize me or whichever way you want to say it. But that was an example of it. Like, going to get my car fixed, I get talked to the same way. Almost every time, with one exception of big old tires. They're very nice. They're not like that. They're not, you know nothing, we know everything. So, oh, it's, there it's, is a... That is totally a thing. I have a brother who's very much like that. I think worse in them days, probably, though. Because in back in what we're talking about here, the 20, mm-hmm. 20s and 30s, it was a time of... Well, no, it was a time of change, wasn't it? Because women were starting to go and work. and I think, but even in my job, I get the same thing. I'm the only female supervisor. I go to a meeting. There's six pe- five people. I'm the only female. Things I say, I either get rolled at my... I either roll their eyes at me. I've been kicked at my foot under the table by my ex-supervisor. He'll kick me under the table, like kick my foot to the side because he sits by me. Yeah, but and that's then- nothing to do with... That's, it is. And he's like, don't, that's because he wants to go home early. No, it's because he thinks I, I'll bring up something to our manager, right? That needs to be said. Then after the meeting, he'll be like, don't say that stuff to him. We don't want him to know that stuff. And I'm like, but this, 
you know, I mean, it's just really condescending. Right. Nobody else treats anybody else that way. Everybody else says what they want. They have their own little understanding of things. So we're getting at the... So, so all <laughs> that venting. example is... Um, in this movie. <laughs> in the, the, the character in this movie is definitely somebody who comes up against that. And, uh, you know, we're going to do recommendations later of the movies. Mm-hmm. And one of, my, one of my recommendations is a movie which has got a similar... The first one in my... Yes. It's a similar... Uh, yes. I forget what it was. Subject. <laughs> yes. But um, anyway, back onto the movie. Yes. Uh, it's really well... I don't know if it's... I'm just going to say if it's well directed or what. It's like... It's a real well put together it's movie. It's smooth. Like, yeah, yeah. I like, felt like I was Like a really craftsman it. did it or something. It's, like it was... Yeah, it's... Like, it's... It's not slow because every single scene moves you, moves you, moves you, and you have very few times when there's there are moments that things come to a stop because it's her contemplating something or someone else thinking for about ten or twelve seconds, and that's appropriate. Yeah. Other scenes, it's just really it's well paced. And I'm trying to think like of a, a movie like it, you know, in terms of the way it is, and what I kept thinking of was. What's the one with L.A. Confidential? Hmm. You know, the way it is, like the, the Kind of how things unfold and... The, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, you know? Because it's just, right, really well made. And obviously... So. Also, um, Hollywoodland is one of those where it yeah, kind of similar. unfolds and there's... Hollywoodland was a bit odd, though, wasn't it? I really liked it. I've thought about it since, and I really liked it. That was Ben Affleck, about the man who played the original Superman. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was really, and it was this type of In thing fact, where... no, that's not, that's not the one I'm thinking that was oh, odd. Right. There was another one that was odd, where it had bad acting in it, but it, <laughs> but it wasn't, it was intentional, but it didn't come across that way. I can't remember what it was, but it was a... Might I think I know what you're talking about. Somebody. Yes. Really Black bad. and white... Yes, and that wasn't Hollywood. So Land. forget Hollywood Land. I actually <laughs> no, liked Hollywood, Hollywood. Yeah, Hollywood Land. Yeah, that was good. about George Reeves, right? Correct. Yeah, that was good. Uh, I know th- what you're this other about. weird one. I think we've what, reviewed it. Was it Orchid? Something Orchid? Or... <gasps> it's possible. It was really bad. <laughs> we have the whole internet at our fingertips here, but <laughs> it, it was wasn't bad. I Dahlia. liked it. Black Dahlia. Black Dahlia. Yeah. About the murder case of a woman. It was just odd the way it was. It was odd, but I think it was all intentional. It was supposed I to be film noir, but in a, with a modern take. But anyway. I didn't get it. I didn't dig it. Anyway, we're back, <laughs> back onto this movie. We keep drifting off the movie. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it was well put together, and uh, direction was really good. One thing I have to mention that really stood out, um, apart from the music, which was all created by Clint Eastwood. And really nice. was set and costume. Um, Amazing. Like... Some movies where it's period, they don't I, they don't fully pull it off, and I can never say what it is. It's a caricature of what the yeah, period is. Yeah, it's a bit cheesy. Like, yeah, like a like a like a modern take on it. Now this, I had no doubts when it was from the opening scene, which was like a milk van, uh, de- like we have milk va- vans in um, England that deliver your milk every day, like an old milk uh, mm-hmm. float going past. Like a Model A, but it was a milk truck. Yeah, Model T, maybe. I don't know what T4 that was. or whatever. Yeah, the, from that opening shot, I was just yeah, okay, I'm How there. How about one of those cars? Could we get one of those? What? That'd be so cool to drive around town in. They cost a lot of money. Hmm. There's not yeah. many left. Maybe I could fabricate one myself <laughs> around my Geo Metro. Yeah, out of some wood. <laughs> and some I've got a Dremel that cuts metal. And some vegetables. My Dremel and my Geometro. I'm going to transform it into... I'm going to pimp my Geometro into a Model A. So, yeah, the... um, I think it's Model T4. Whatever. <laughs> the uh, Model A is like... It'd be good to research, maybe, before I get started. The um, art 
the the costumes and everything though. I'm not not really dig costumes, but like the costumes they gave her. Oh, you felt like perfect. you really you could just feel it all. It yeah. looked like it is. Like I've been in museums. Obviously, I've been in my great grandmother's house. Who it would have it was like you plucked. You could have plunked my great grandmother's house into this movie, and it would have fit the thick the fixtures, the fittings, everything she had was left over from the twenties and thirties, and her clothes and her wardrobe, her coats, everything was was just yeah. like in this. And movie, one thing so. I thought about, um, and it was something that was mentioned in the extras, and when they said it, I went, "Oh, don't say that," because I was thinking that. <laughs> You've spoiled my thoughts, um, but was how we're just slobs now like we don't care about dress so much the guy how, said yeah yeah and how like in them days everybody's pristine really. I mean they're not pristine because it's like working working attire really you know it might be dirty and stuff but everybody's dressed up it's like, like an event it's like everything's an, an event to get just dressed. to go to the mailbox or everything um a different time completely to go to the grocery store women look really glamorous yeah even my grandmother you know I remember as a kid as a teenager even 20s 30s or whatever go to visit her and I'd say I'm gonna run down to the store oh hold on hun I'll go with you well here she had to go to the bathroom she'd put on a new blouse put on a little pin She'd fix her hair, put on her lipstick, oh, people put on that. her Still little on. a blazer, and you know, her little, like I'm I'm acting it out where she would pull the lapels down all straight and nice, and and tuck herself in and say, "How do I look?" And I'm like, "We're we're in a town of 300 people, first of all, and we're going yeah. to the grocery store." I'd go to the grocery store in my nightgown, right? And I have so it's and she carried that on. That was just the way it was. But there's one thing about this uh, 20s era as well. I really like those clothes. And when the lady who does the costume thing was saying, it was like there's there's no uh, silhouette, is there? It's like um, right. It's like a flapper. I, I didn't even realize that until dresses, she said, yeah. and then I was like, oh yeah. She pointed well, I like out. The hats and yeah, all that yeah. Guess. She pointed out, and you know, I don't think about history this way, I guess. But she said we're coming out of the age of corsets, which is true. Late eighteen hundreds, yeah. right at the turn of the century. So women's clothing More was revolutionized, and they took away all of that, all of that sort of. Pompous. And then, and then there's a scene later on in um, Changeling where it's actually progressed to the nineteen thirties. And you can see that it's going sexier again. The yep. dress, like, wait. and that's reminded me of Catherine well, this, you know this um, the Charleston dance kind of era with the hats pulled down. Yep, the, the hips hang down low. It's definitely it's just a distinct like real small period of time. I guess five years or ten years maybe. I would say from the teens to, to thirty. Yeah, but oh. there's some excellent outfits, and and the main lady in this movie works in like a telephone um, She's exchange, an operator. which my grandma actually worked Aww. on one of those too. Um, and my auntie told me all about, you know, she stick the things in the holes when she was putting people through. And when you see people doing that, it's like, wow, oh, it's it is so crazy. archaic. Like, is my it- great aunt, because the town we lived, they were from was so small, they had it in her house. They brought the big thing and put it in her house. So she was a 24-hour phone operator with right. the panel that ran the whole town. And at any moment, anybody ever it's made a call, she works, had to so. be there to pat to oh, unplug one and plug it in. Plug it in, put her little headset on. Well, I'm saying is that... How that even worked is it's crazy, because it all was those women, they could put all those women doing all that work. They could put, <laughs> they could just plug it in the wrong hole and you're through to whoever you don't know. Right, and party lines. They mentioned party lines, which we had when I was growing yeah. up. If you pick, if you, our Everybody phone ring would it. be like a three ring, and the neighbor's was a one ring, and somebody else's was a seven ring or whatever, whatever it was, like a short, long, short, long, or whatever. And if you picked up the phone, you could just listen to anybody's phone conversation. That's cool. <laughs> well. 
Not necessarily. Maybe we should implement that now. <laughs> but yeah, um, in general, I really think this is an excellent, well-made, you know, award season type Totally, movie and from all the things we've talked about, it brings up all these things. There's a lot Beyond of, the movie. I, I tell you, it's super detailed as well, the movie. Like, um, you know, set design, obviously, and all that, but everything is super detailed. Um, even... I don't want to spoil some things. No, no, end, but, but yeah, everything. This scene, this scene's what in some movies would possibly be a thirty-second clip, are actually done justice with a five to ten-minute scene. One yeah. scene I'm thinking of in particular that yes. could have been a really short thing, but they they did it properly. Like, and I really appreciate that. I don't want to just skip to the chase. I like to see it play Now, in out. some scenes, it did skip to the chase when there was an, a, a portion of a, the story that needed to be executed quickly, like, this person's going to make a phone call and we know the conversation that has to take place, but the next thing we see is the other person hanging up the phone and we we know that conversation has taken place and now something's yeah, about yeah. to happen. I think that's a Clint Eastwood efficiency thing. I truly do, because he's the director. Because when you listen to him talk, he's very like, I want to get it done and we want to get get things rolling and I noticed that throughout and then the moments like you're talking about where it's paid close attention to and then other things it's like yeah we're gonna assume they're gonna get this we're just gonna move on we're gonna show you yeah because there is actually a court um now Mm -hmm. court scenes um you know court scenes are in movies a lot right sometimes when a movie comes to a court scene part you're like okay don't let this be a long court scene because (laughs) <laughs> Sometimes it can be a drag. Especially, I, I'm not particularly into movies where, well, you know, if you're going in for a courtroom movie, you know you're going to get a whole courtroom movie. But some movies start off like something and end up as a courtroom movie. I never like those. You know, where they yeah. end up, where the whole last hour is in the courtroom. At Philadelphia. It's just too much, like, you know. Um, but this one, yeah, you, the courtroom scenes don't actually last that long, even though they're very important. And it's very, it's well put together to keep telling you the story and not get hung up on this portion I, of the story. I guess it's, I guess, so what we're trying to say here is the pacing of the whole thing is just right, you know, and it's quite a long movie, it's uh, two hours and 25 minutes. Really? Um, I felt it was just exactly right. No, it didn't right. feel long, did it? No, at no. All. So some people, you know, I know some people have problems sitting through a two hour movie, so this might be a bit long for them, but I didn't feel long at all. In fact, it flew by. I, when it when the end was, I was like, no way. I was completely end. consumed in it. So I also knew nothing about this movie before I watched it. Absolutely nothing. I didn't look at a synopsis. I didn't read the. Book. I didn't realize I heard you knew. Who I thought that was when I saw the cover from the distance. I thought it was Renee Zellweger. Did you? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I had no idea. <laughs> I'm out of the loop. I don't really pay that attention until you bring a movie into this house. Then I'm on the top of it. So, you know, let's move on to the uh, cast, which is, you know. It, it's got some big names in there, but it's also got some smaller names. It's got a lot of people in it, but we're just we've just gonna mention the ones. There are so, no small I don't characters. think we actually mentioned up to this point that oh maybe we did, that Angelina Jolie was the main we mm. just kept calling her the main lady or the The mother. Lady. So she plays Christine Collins. Uh I know that you are not hundred percent on Angelina Jolie. No. I really like her. Um <laughs> what a shock. And you like her because she's so brilliant? I don't think so. But in this movie, no, I really like she her. was excellent. I think she was really excellent. Um, and I am not a fan, so I have been won over. Yeah, it was... Uh, yeah, well, you you kind of like her, don't you? <clears throat> I mean, you don't... You're not I like, like her for what she is, and I don't give her credit for anything beyond that until she does something like this. And then I'm like... I mean, she's... Maybe I have underrated her in the past because of... 
She was definitely good. I mean, and she is up for best actress for this role. So somebody else has also noticed that. You know, she's had an Oscar before, right? For um, a girl interrupted, or did she not get it? I don't know if she. I think she did. I think she did get it. Yeah. But wasn't she also nominated for what you're going to recommend? No, I don't think so. Actually, but it's the same type of character. Yeah, it is, and another good role. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, Angelina Jolie and the shepherds. uh, Good shepherd. Good shepherd. She was also a similar kind of. Down. Another good role. Yeah. So I'm group. into her in those, and I like Tomb Raider. I'm not saying I don't like her in them, but I like Tomb Raider too. I just think I, in fact, I like Wanted. I think not she's me. overrated, and I think I've been underrating her. So I'm gonna find a, a happy middle there somewhere. So Angelina Jolie's <laughs> in it. This is so Miss Jolie. If you want to, Miss Jolie. If you want to call me up, we'll talk. Yeah, I really um, thought she was great in it. Uh, you know, it's... <laughs> you would though. Well, no, I just <laughs> thought she was great, not because she's a sexy chick or anything. I'm I'm talking. Oh about... no. I think. The other side that she plays this, I I was convinced she was a mother who was um, freaking Distraught. out. Oh, totally. Yeah, I was totally convinced. And the scene where she, that scene in particular, what I was talking about, where she was telling the boy, "You're not my son," and freaking out. That was it's kind of really touching to me. I was like, "Oh, holy shit!" Like I was thinking from the side of the kid, and I was thinking from the side of her, and I was thinking, "That's just fucked up." That situation, like, yeah, they're in the same house. They have to live together. Just the two of them. In a real intimate situation. And they're both strangers to each other. It's right. Odd. And other scenes where you also get the... It's laid out for you pretty clearly from the beginning. She is a single mother. It's 1928, which is probably not 100... I mean, it's more common than we like to think it was. But she works as an operator, but she's a supervisor. So we know she's got some... She's a... She's a, a, she's a tough... You know, I mean, she's, she's good direct. at what she does. She's very efficient. Then when she gets in situations with her when, with her emotions, she holds back. And she you can see in her face, and this I give her credit for in this thing, is she's trying to make show this woman to be... She's in a situation that's unbelievably emotional. And yet, she takes a second and takes a deep breath with some of these men. The face, yeah. Yeah, with some of these men who've just barked in her face about how she's wrong and how she's delusional. And she'll say... I really appreciate how hard you've been working. I really do. So, actually, and, one and of then the, she goes t- on to try to explain that, herself. One of the very, one of, there's so many good scenes in this movie, but <laughs> another scene is where she's talking to the doctor. Oh, yeah, like, totally. Where he's, <laughs> and yes, evaluating oh my her. God, and, evaluating her, I would say, I like to say, evaluating her under his breath. And he, she, in turn, you can see she's, she's evaluating, evaluating him. him. Yeah, yeah, it's totally. brilliant. That scene. <laughs> see, see what I mean? So, like, this I'm so movie, glad you there's a lot that. of everything. layers, I think. And it is down to her, her yeah, getting mo- this. She's woman. in every scene, pretty much. So it is, yeah, totally. it is down to almost, her. yeah. Yeah. So now, secondly, we've got John Malkovich. Um, <laughs> Excellent. As Reverend Gustav. I don't, Brie, Brie, or, huh. yeah, it's a it strange... German or something, and he Brie, wasn't German, but... No. Fair enough. <laughs> kind of like, what did we watch the other day? Uh, like the reader, everybody was in, uh, American, kind mm-hmm. of. But anyway, he was... I like John Malkovich, I really do, because he's, like, oddball in some way. There's something... In, in this character he's playing, um, this reverend, who's got a... We've said before, he's got this agenda... Anything that John Malkovich plays, I feel like he's going to flip out any second. Exactly. Oh, my God. Like I can't believe a, you like said that. Like he's a maniac. Like at any moment. I even had the thought like, oh, God, is this going to is this gonna turn around bad or something? Because he has that... that he's mo- like a maniac. Like, now, I don't know if that's a bad thing because like that's all that John Malkovich can do and I always see that in him. Oh, he's a good thing. I don't know. <laughs> do you know, like it might be a bad thing, right? It might be like, 
well, if that, if that's all I think of him, how can he play anything where that isn't involved? But in this, he he never was. There was never a time oh, no. he was going to flip out. Apart he was from very when focused. he goes to the asylum. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, but he was focused then too. He was just like, get this done and and leave. So. I don't know. I, I really like John Malkovich. It's so. like he's tightly wound, and that is exactly how I think of him. And even everything he brings to you, even in um, Burn, Burn After, After Reading, Reading, it's just it's like right there that he's. But I I'm compelled by him. I don't. I can't explain why. No, he's great, and and you know. And you know, I've never seen Being John Malkovich. No, I have. I've seen that. You've seen everything. <laughs> oh, except for my recommendation. Um, and then we've got Gatling Griffith as Walter Collins. Now, this is just the... The son. The, the actual son. real son. Now, he's not in it a lot. He's in it at the beginning of the movie and some other times. But I, you know, he was, he was okay. He was memorable because I remembered what he looked like and, you know... I actually, Yeah, and some of those scenes at the beginning where, she, where it's showing you how attached she is to her son. You know, I felt... That it was a son. So, yep, totally. So that's a good thing. Then there's uh, Amy Ryan as Carol Dexter. Now, <laughs> she plays like a Holly. prostitute. Oh, in this movie, yeah. Yeah, she plays like a, a prostitute who Angelina Jolie's character gets it mixed up with in a way. Well, um, no, she just gets, she meets her. Oh, and I don't want to. So she gets involved with in a, in, a, in, a, in a small way, but a way that changes this person as well. So I I, I like, I really like Amy Ryan. She's really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's Holly from The Office. Yes, she's from. Gone Baby Gone. Gone Baby Gone. Um, she's good. She's really good. And she's one of them people who, like, she changes everything about herself for a role. Like, oh, totally. Like, you, you don't think, oh, look, there's the one for... You know, she's... Oh, she's I do. Very, I instantly think that. Do, but but then me, I'm into it. really changes a lot of stuff. Um, I don't mean look. I mean the way she's doing it, like... Yeah. Delivering the... You know, it's yeah, not... Yeah, I know what you mean. Gone um, Baby Gone's an amazing... Yeah. If you see Gone Baby Gone and then see her in the office, you're just like, yeah, holy you're crap, like, is that it really? even took us half an episode. We didn't realize, we're like, didn't. what? And I said, that, that lady who's in, <laughs> who's in the office, I know her from somewhere, and we had to look her up, didn't we? Yeah. So then there's uh, Eddie Alderson as Sanford Clark. You He's another to... young man in the movie. Which He's one really is really good. Uh, the... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's really good. Yeah, he's good, actually, yeah. There's a little bit of a wooden performance at one point with some... Emotions, but I mean, he's probably fifteen and he's a dude, and I don't know. No, it's pretty good that scene, though. It was, and he does, you know, yeah, he, he basically has one main scene, but he has a, a very pivotal part, and I think that I don't want him to get overlooked because it was really good. And then there's Michael Kelly as Detective Lester Yabara, which is you have to. He's the guy who uh, the good cop yeah, tries yeah. to pursue, now, like the actual thing. What's going on? Yeah, um, he is. Uh, Somebody I don't really know. No. But I think he played it just played it well and he had he had a good vibe about it. He had a it. very thirties vibe about That's it. What his I was his mannerisms and stuff, particularly in the examination room when he's trying to be a tough guy kind of thing and you know, I like I liked him. Yeah, definitely. And then there's Jason Butler Hanna as Gordon Northcott. Oh, he's good. And yeah. we won't say what he no, is we, in the movie. We but won't say what he is in the movie. But. The way he does it, I mean I was just like, Oh my he was really compelling to me, and then I looked him up, and he's not been in that many things. No, so. he hasn't at all, and it seems like he's a pro, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Like an old pro, like he's been in that for a while. Um, and then there's uh, Jeffrey Donovan as Captain J.J. Jones, who is a bureaucratic captain who's... 
He's trying to hold the. They call it the blue wall of silence together. Yeah, of the actual police force. Trying to make sure the the police chief is happy and the mayor is happy, and trying to keep the press. Everything looks good for this department. Not he's the one that gives her the most shit, and so I think he he's horrible. He comes off as an asshole. Horrible, like is is those. He's he's the. But then attributing to the actor guy, there are moments when we pull in on him. He's looking at her. Or he's looking, he's contemplating for a split second about something. And you get, I truly got the feeling that man, that character, that guy I'm watching is really thinking, oh my God, what am I doing? Am I, I am like a monster in this. And yet, and then he just cuts that off and goes on. So I've really felt Because he's like the company man. And he's from the show Burn Notice. Yeah, the lead guy from Burn Notice. Um, And then there's the director of this piece, uh, this guy called Clint Eastwood, you know? Mm, Up and comer. Yeah, new up-and-coming guy. I think we saw just one other movie by him recently. Yeah, we did. He's <laughs> anyway. new to the scene and he's coming on with the... <laughs> anyway, joking aside, it's Clint Eastwood. <laughs> Dirty Harry. The Clint Eastwood. Good, the bad, and the ugly. Who I don't particularly think is a great actor. He has his moments and you can read me a new asshole for that. I don't care, but I think it's true. I actually think he is a great actor sometimes and then sometimes Give not. Give me five examples. Five examples. Of great acting. The good, the bad, and the ugly. I've never seen it. So, you know. All right. Gran Torino. Why, why is he good in that? Is it not just being no, a tough guy? No, he is good guy? in that. No, watch that movie. He's good in that. <laughs> anyway, okay. Gran, Gran Torino. Okay, I said he has his moments. And even then, he's just being a Million Dollar old... Baby. Okay. Is that three? Three. I was going to say Space Cowboys. <laughs> is it called Space Let's Cowboys? Let's not. That's actually, I like that. It's not an example. Okay. But there's a difference between liking somebody in a movie and everyone revering them as some great actor. Dirty Harry. That's not great acting. That's just being a bully. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, I'm not saying the guy's not good. His directing is phenomenal, so. No, I think he's he's, um, all around good. I I, I mean, I, I do enjoy Dirty Harry movies. I do enjoy... Space Cowboys, I mean, you know. Fair enough, but that's more of a personality thing than a quality acting kind of a thing, I think. How but about whatever. A Perfect World? Kevin um, I think it was pretty standard Clint Eastwood. In that Unforgiven. One. Okay, yeah, that's a good one. Okay, uh, but again, you know when you, you... But again. Okay, you know when you say good, bad, and the ugly, why is he in that? And then, then I said Unforgiven, you said, oh yeah, I'll give you that one. Well, go and watch the good, the bad, and the ugly and you'll see. Okay, so that then those cancel each other out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just saying. And obviously, any which way you can, and any which way but loose. He he acts with a monkey for Christ's sake. Now, orangutan. Admittedly, you rewatched those and said they weren't as good as they were exactly. used to be. So maybe we're all romanticizing how good. Mr. Oh, here's Eastwood is. here's a really really good one. If I had to recommend a Clint Eastwood movie to watch. Escape from Alcatraz. Mm, I've seen yeah. that movie so many times. When I was a kid, I, I was either into heist movies or prison escape movies. <laughs> and that was the ultimate prison Ooh, escape. We were in the height of those, weren't we? In the yeah, there was tons of them. <laughs> and that and The Great Escape were my favourite escape from prison movies, you know? Uh, was it Birdman of Alcatraz? It's just called Escape from Alcatraz. But it was really good. Oh, Thunderbolt and Lightfoot. We've mentioned that one before. <laughs> so, no, Clint Eastwood. Can't, I, fantastic. Um, and this... This and Gran Torino in the same year. Jesus. That's pretty good going, isn't it? He's just trying to squeeze a few in there. And he also did the music for this movie. And Gran Torino. Correct. So, uh, you know, uh, we've got DVD extras. That's next. Okay. Um, so this is the Blu-ray version. 
of Changeling. That I think we, we like this movie because yeah, we're, we, we're like... We blah, blah, blah. Really so this is the Blu-ray version of Changeling that we uh, watched. It's got a fairly boring cover, I think. But maybe good because it doesn't really give anything away. Apart from the fact that it's a period movie. Right? Yeah. Is that good? Do you think it's a good cover? I think it's reasonable, yes. Because you don't want any more information. And the thing is, it is about a woman who's trying to find her son, and that's fair. It's just a picture of her. It says on the front, epic, taut, twisty, and compelling. Here's what I would like it to be, though. Instead of what it is, it's just like, looks like a modern photo. If they had made it look like a newspaper article from the, from the time, that yeah. would have been even better. So, the Blu-ray version, um, I've got to say, picture and sound were excellent. Especially mm-hmm. for a... This kind of movie. I even thought it had some interesting surround sound going on in some points. At like some points. Where, the, where you were in a room and there was people just having small conversations behind you. <laughs> and I could hear what they were saying. I was like, wow, that's really odd. Like, cause Are you sure there's one just people in the back row of our home theater? <laughs> well, hopefully there's nobody in the back row. Cause, uh, They've been abandoned they in the either. dark now. <laughs> um, so the Blu-ray's got... Not many features, to be honest. It's pretty... I mean, I, I know this is an Oscar-nominated movie and they probably got it out to get it out for the, in time for the Oscars. But um, there's U-Control. We know all about U-Control. The only we, good thing... We I'm always gonna... complain about U-Control every week. <clears throat> and in a movie such as this, which is a drama, I actually think U-Control is even less appropriate. Like, it fits in with something like Death Race, kind of. Do you know why? I've pinpointed exactly what about you, Control, is the problem. We won't watch them. No. We sit there, we've annoying. watched all the other extras, and then we're like, oh, I mean, we okay, do, we'll just, look to, the just for review we'll sake. Control. We'll look at so it. we flip through, and then I go, oh yeah, that scene was interesting. Let's look at that one. Uh, yeah. Let's do one more. We okay, wa- let's look at that picture in picture, and then we're done. That is the problem. There's no motivation to watch them. I no. have no incentive to dick around with it. No, um... Basically what we're trying to say, and we've said it more than once, so we'll keep it very brief. We, You control, we don't want control. Just let us press play and watch a whole thing. We don't want to skip. Smash them all together in a big row of extras. And um, in fact, what we determined here, because there's three you control features, we'll just mention them. Mm-hmm. One is a picture-in-picture, picture, which basically feels like the two documentaries that are on the disc kind of cut into pieces and slapped into the movie so you can kind of see them. There's some there are the, new scenes. Yeah, and there's behind this, like, it shows you them making the scenes. But sometimes. it's not, it's not really any extra information. And then there's like a, uh, what do you call it? Like, it shows you now and then. Yeah. Los um, Angeles, because it's a period piece, they have a lot of, not a lot though, I guess, when I think about it, a few shots from a distance of LA and neighborhoods and stuff, and it shows you modern day Los Angeles versus the scene you're looking at. In the 20s, yeah. Yeah, Which is excellent. I like that one. But a a menu full of those would have been fantastic. But it's really small. It's like, here's a panning shot of Los Angeles and 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 they say it lasts about five seconds and then you see it. I'd rather have like a split screen. Yeah, or a little actual documentary with somebody talking about it rather than just, because it wasn't, Oh, a documentary is what I really wanted about the story itself. That been, and all the guy's notes and everything, the writer guy, that would have been cool. And then the final thing on the U-Control is archives, which is archival images and documents which reveal the real-life individuals who portray the film. Now, oh. they, were, they were just, we saw, we just looked at one of them because U-Control bugs us so much, and it was the... True. It was so just that's the, where the thing is that I want. We saw the photograph of the real boy, remember, and you said that looks like a painting. It was a drawing. Yeah. It wasn't a photograph. Yeah. I don't know what they're trying to pull. <laughs> Maybe it was a conspiracy. But anyway, if you want if you want information on the real story, it's in there. You just have to dig a bit into. Is the it disc. information or is it just images? 
archival images and documents reveal the real-life individuals. Okay. So, it's both. Now, there's two high-definition actual piece documentaries that you can sit and watch, or featurettes. Uh, one is called Partners in Crime, Clint Eastwood and Angelina Jolie. And it's a unique look at the making of the film that gives... Actually, should I do this? <laughs> it's a you. <laughs> Gotta get closer. Where he's imitating a, a lovely young man who does videos on YouTube, where he reads the extras off of all the DVDs he's buying, and he gets so he wears like a baseball cap, and he gets so close to the DVD. <laughs> I'm sorry if I know you wear glasses and you probably can't. I don't know why. Probably because you can't read it like me. And he puts it so close to his face, you're like, there's no way you can possibly like his nose is touching we the box. We'll give him a shout. He's called. <laughs> if you want to go and watch it. it's really fun to he's watch. He's good. I like oh, really good. I mean, we're not making fun of him. It's no, just no, funny no. That it's looks... just because you make fun of me because I have to hold stuff away so from So he's a guy on YouTube and he's called The DVD Update. The all DVD Update. The DVD Update. Uh, I watch him all the time. He, he just basically, he doesn't review DVDs. Well, he does sometimes, but he mainly like shows you what DVDs he bought. He's kind of addicted to buying them. Kind of like that's big... That's the heart of it. And I, I love that, so... I can get behind that. So, um, and he's fun to listen to. So and he the, reads all the extras, and he'll say, like, oh, that one was pretty good. No, oh, that one was all right. No, oh, like that. But he'd go through them really fast, like, boom, boom, boom. And he holds the camera in one hand and then opens the boxes with one hand. He's really talented. That's very typical on YouTube. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's this Partners in Crime, Clint Eastwood and Angelina Jolie. Now, it's kind of like a kiss-ass kind of thing a little bit. Like, yeah. this, but love like Clint Eastwood says, oh, Angelina Jolie's so good. And Angelina Jolie says, oh, I love working with Clint Eastwood. Clint was a little less um, loving everyone than they were loving him. They loved him a lot more, I think. It was like a tribute to Clint, really. It was everybody yeah. saying how they liked Clint and how they admired him and how they watched him. and yeah. yeah. And then the other one is the common thread Angelina Jolie becomes Christine Collins, which is the second one, which she kind of explains a bit of a process of getting in costume and actually stepping into this one, which, which I believe she actually did. I agree. Um, and she did a fine job. I can't I can't say anything bad about her performance. There's BD Live features, but this disc, we have <laughs> this a week and a half early. So We can't get to BD Live. We can't get to BD so, Live. Like, when That's you get, the new theme The trouble is, when, when you get a disc like this a week and a half early, the BD Live servers haven't been activated. So what happens when you press the BD Live link is it says, your player doesn't support BD Live. So that's what usually what we see. So we can't comment. I assume because there's... What it says here is you can collect your own movie clips with my scenes, which all it is mm. is on your on your Blu-ray player remote control. You have coloured buttons, so you find a scene, you find the beginning of a somewhere in the movie that you like. You know a particular scene that you like. You click one of the yellow, you click the yellow button, for instance, and then you click the green button. So it it, mm-hmm. it chapter marks a scene that you really like. Now. In this movie, I can't see why you would want to do that at all. But hey, uh, you might in something like Fast and the Furious, you might want to just just like have a chapter point of here's my favorite car chase, and I just want to see that. But not in this, really, because really? you need to see this as a whole, don't you? Not a clips thing. Anyway, you can make your own scene, and then you can send it to your friends on BD Live if they have the same movie disc, hmm. and they happen to be online as well. They can watch your clip, but they've got the movie anyway. Exactly. <laughs> Unless you're going, hey, do you know what? And this is something that I noticed. I don't know if you did. Angelina Jolie was in the shower. Well, not the shower, kind of a shower. Yeah. 
one of her tattoos was shown it on did her back. for a split second. For a split well, second, a but second they really thought, covered oh, Is that her hair or is that it? No, but it, it was, was too tattoo. far down. Yeah, yeah. Because high def kind of... I think you might have got away with it in low def, but when you see it in high def... Because it was barely... Detail is that... you And there was a lot of makeup on it, but it, it obviously she'd been washed away a little bit there. Yeah. And when I saw the, the tattoo, I was like... Oh, or the CGI was, didn't get it. Why didn't the they only, just... That's the only... Well, maybe... I don't know. We noticed, so why didn't they? But that was one of the things I was like, whoops... Um, Unless it is a curl of hair, but her hair is shorter than no, that. No, I, so. I totally think... I mean, she has a lot of tattoos, and they were not there. But that one yep. was kind of faint. So there's one thing you might want to cut a clip out and send True. it to your friend and say, can you see the tattoo? Because I can. <laughs> um, and then the other thing they say is you can download the latest trailers and more. And that's just something. You go to Universal's BD site, and you can see trailers for other ble- Blu-ray... Mm. Other ble- ble- other Blu-ray what movies are theatrical movies coming out, which you can do on their website as well. So I often I don't really see the value in that. But anyway, that's uh, Changeling DVD. I just thought of something. You know, in the beginning Blu-ray of this disc. podcast, when I said, "Okay, we're ready. Yeah, let's go." I didn't explain that. No, we're we. Have oh we, yeah, you should have just explained that when we got to Clint Eastwood. Yeah, Clint Eastwood. That's his style. He doesn't say action. He just he said the people on the set would say. He would just be sitting there and then say, okay, let's go. And you had to just go. And his theory was, from his Western days, if, an, if a director yelled action and they were all on horses, it would scare the crap out of the horses and then everybody would have to reset so that you just ease into the scene. Plus, saying action kind of jolts a person, tenses them up. So he just says, okay, and we're ready, let's go. And that's why I did that. What did he say to one person? Let's continue moving yeah let's just she said you're sitting there like what and he's like just let's keep on moving (laughs) (laughs) that actually means action yeah yeah so you have to kind of decipher it so that's the blu-ray disc of changeling um i highly recommend it highly recommend it Uh, one of the we've been watching some good movies lately yeah it's really one of the one one of the better ones we've seen a long time my mother would like this movie now that's a good recommendation because my mom doesn't have the patience for a lot of movies, but I think she'd really she like might this. Do it. Right. Yeah, she... she might not watch it all at once, but she'd like it. But it's highly recommended. Um, not a lot in the terms of features on the Blu-ray disc, but the picture and audio are good, really good. Um, I don't think you'll be satisfied. If you're a mega fan of this, I don't think these features are enough to satisfy any... No, no, and I don't think it ha- you don't have to see cause... it on Blu-ray either. No, but I think it looked really good. Um, mm-hmm. I mean... It's muted and, and it's one of down those. It's like last week we we reviewed Rock and Roller and I said all oh, the colors have been sucked out of it. Well, yes, so was this film, but not quite as much. It's, no, it's no, less it's just to yeah it's, keep it's you just... from. It's not a heightened reality kind of thing. It's just a dulled but, down. But the big sin is there's no Clint Eastwood commentary. I mean, oh yeah. Um, sometimes you take it for granted that there's going to be a commentary, but there isn't on this one. So. Here's my prediction. that Because from the beginning of this movie and with the whole politics of Hollywood, it's probably been presumed the whole time that it would be an Oscar kind of a film. And so when it does It'll be, win, be the Oscar if it wins, it will be the Oscar version, yeah. Sometimes they do that, don't they? they did my it, prediction. They did it with, uh, they've done it with several other films where it's like, there's a one that comes out before the awards, and then when it wins, the award, this is the awards Like, we don't edition. give a shit about it until it wins <laughs> something. <laughs> so, yeah, I highly recommend it. Pick it up on Blu-ray or DVD. It doesn't matter. I think you should see it, you know. And it's another one off our Oscar list for this. Correct. We've, we've T- seen this year. Ticket, though. So thank you to Universal for the movie. And... Oh, that was another thing. The opening, the logo oh, for brilliant. Universal. Oh, really? It has the 1920s Universal Yeah, yeah the really the old one. So that's cool. Yeah, which that. is really... It's the 
it always reminds me of King Kong. Yeah, exactly. It's that one. Exactly. You know? So um, then there's movie recommendations. I want to recommend, first off, uh, I was going with a Angelina Jolie slash John Malkovich theme for mine. All right. So my Angelina Jolie movie that I want to recommend is not Tomb Raider. <laughs> Contrary to popular Excellent. It is A Mighty Heart. And that's probably a movie that flew past a lot of people. But it's Angelina Jolie and it's it's a similar role to this. She's playing a power, like a strong woman who is a true story. Are they missing? Of her <laughs> husband, um, who's a journalist, gets taken hostage. And hmm. it's her... Do we see a theme here? Yeah. A missing husband, missing kid. Yeah, and it's her struggle going through... You know, it's a Middle East right. kind of thing. And it's her struggle as this... Hmm. Against corruption and yeah, the, exactly. The That's why I've chosen. Because <laughs> very when, nice, you know. So and then so yeah, uh, I th- think a lot of people wouldn't have seen it. And it's Angelina Jolie in a. She looks very different in it. She's really black hair and she's not all glamorous. She's kind of kind of hippy dippy in a way and yeah. sort of. It's an interesting movie. Though. Yeah, it is. Uh, it, like this one is um, based on a true story. Yeah, and then there's Ripley's Game, which is my second choice, which is a John Malkovich movie. Now, I was saying to you earlier, it's there's the movie The Talented Mr. Ripley, which is Matt Damon. Now, that was the Ripley series of books. This is another take on Mr. Ripley. He's a psychopath. It, yes. It's, well, you could say he was in Matt Damon's version, too. Oh, totally. Of course. But in this one, was. That was like the beginning. <laughs> in this one's like... And we happen to have seen uh, Tell to Mr. Ripley on our wedding night. Yeah, so this one's Ripley's Game, which probably also flew under a lot of people's totally, radar because it was like a European movie. And even was, when you said it, and I've seen it, I'm like, Ripley's Game? What's yeah. that one? And But it's John Malkovich at his best, I think. Really, He's like a... When I said earlier that he plays that, like, on the... Well, in mm-hmm. this one, he plays it on both sides. And it's really nice, nice, good-looking movie, really... I remember it was it's a good experience of a movie. Yep, so that's my uh, recommendations. My recommendations... Why can't I ever find them? Okay, my recommendations are The Untouchables. And partly period piece, obviously, this puts into my mind. But it's also about that sense, like I said, we're coming off of Old Wild West. And yet the governing bodies of cities and stuff... I'm thinking U.S., obviously. I don't know if anybody else. But that there's this certain bureaucracy and and thing... Uh, the law enforcement is sort of like free-for-all. That they had all power and there was a struggle. Obviously, gangster and stuff like that in that one. And that just kind of... This movie kind of put me... And that was a good period. Yeah, the untouchable set it was during one the of Prohibition those, era. Yeah, it was one of those that... I think the period piece aspect of it was a bit of a caricature, like we were saying, where yeah. it all seems a bit not cartoony, but um, exaggerated. Isn't yeah, it? and like exaggerated it. a bit. Yeah. This, the outfits and the really yeah, good. yeah, good. And my other one is called Desk Set. Now this is a 1957 movie with Katherine Hepburn and Spencer Tracy. With I watched Tracy it one Spencer. night. Spencer Trace, uh, Tracer, Tracy Spencer, as I like to call him. <laughs> this was on one night at my job. We have a television for slow nights. And I watched it, and I fell in love with it. It is a woman who is... Re- the What reminded me of it was, obviously, kind of not the same time period, but it's an actual 1957 movie. And then she's in, she's really strong, really smart. And the movie is about even way back then, about this office of research being taken over by a computer. Not taken over, like, 
we're taking over, but like they're going to replace all these research people with a computer. And she just reminded me the tough kind of Hollywood star, tough broad. And when I was watching it thinking, wow, this is a really strong woman character. And this is a long time ago. So yeah, the yeah. desk yeah. set, that was the name of it. Yeah. And sounds interesting to me because like, how, it is how really good. Great computers in those days. Mm, you'll have to watch it. Like weird boxes. Anyway, uh, so there are recommendations for this week. We've also got a contest which you're going to make up a question <laughs> on the spur of the minute. Thanks. We've got one copy of Changeling. Blu-ray uh, or... On Blu-ray um, to give away. And uh, you just need to... Uh, I, was, I was debating on whether to have this as the question, right? Okay. You see if this is a good idea. Okay. It's not a question. <laughs> you follow me on Twitter this week. Okay. And at the end of the week... The people who followed me, I will pick a random one. This sounds a little manipulative. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just thinking. You can be stop an, following uh, you next week. Yeah, you can stop. It would be a very easy way of like having a bunch of people and just being able to direct message them and say, "Where do Where do you want me to?" What send about it? the people who are already following you? How do they get mixed up in this? See, there's a flaw in your plan. Yeah, well, I think people like MC Hammer and Jonathan Ross are probably <laughs> not listening. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? No, those are people you're following. They're not following you. Yeah. I'm talking about people following okay. you. Well, all right then. Anybody who's following me. It could be between. They could they could send you a direct message. No, what I'm saying and is... Answer, any... We could have the question and they could direct message you. No, what I'm saying is anybody who's, who's following me, oh, I'll right. just pick randomly from them. Okay. I'll just pick somebody at random. So if you want to be in with a chance of winning this, follow me this week. So I don't have to come up with a question. So Yeah, so twi- twitter.com slash ascully. Um, just add that to your followers list. And on, let me see what day I'll do it on. How about Friday? Okay. No, next. Saturday. How about next Saturday? Evening, I will direct message somebody and ask for your address and I'll send you a copy. Brilliant. So that's easy. How do you choose a person? Just I will randomly pick somebody just off the list. I'll, I have an application. I will scroll down and just okay. plonk somebody with my eyes shut. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure what your motivation is here to get people on Twitter. Are you just curious to see how many people listen and No, I just think that I just think it's an easy way. It is. It's also a good way to communicate with people who listen. Oh yeah. I like it. I I don't care what anybody says. I don't use it I don't know agenda for my Twitter. I guess what you might follow me. And (laughs) there is information about this show occasionally and I'll mention DVDs that I get during the week and you know, you might find my stream of stuff to be interested. If you like the show. You put up, yeah, and you put links to tech stuff and... Uh, Games that I like or, you know, all kinds of little tweets in there in the week. And oh. sometimes you just say things like, I just had a really good poo. <laughs> I actually don't say that. That's you. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to follow me. That's what you're going to get. If you're, you're interested not, in poo. You're not going to win any DVDs for me, but you're going to get a lot of good advice. And if you follow me for this competition, you might as well follow Sid Talk as well. <laughs> so anyway. I have no agenda here. You don't have to follow me. I just thought it'd be an interesting way of doing a competition yeah, because yeah. you know maybe I'll, maybe it. I'll introduce some people to Twitter who don't use it who think well, I don't even know what that is. And we both thought it was stupid. Yeah, and now and I really enjoy it. I enjoy week. it because I use it for a very singular reason. I like to watch. I only follow a few handful of people, and they're very interesting and funny. And like me. yes, well, I live with you, so I well <laughs> sometimes you say things on Twitter. You're over there, and I'm over here. We're about eight. Oh, you're at work. And you'll say something. You'll put something on there. I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> like, you don't you don't tell me. You just do it on there. No. So uh, I like it for, I just put random thoughts and a few links, and 
I can do it from my job, which is kind of cool. And so. But anyway, that's Twitter. We're not. We're yeah. not. Uh, no, no. Yeah. So let's move on to stuff. We started off this week with our wedding anniversary. We did. We mentioned it last week, and we did say that. Was it good? Yeah, it was really good. Did you enjoy it? We yes. went to Outback Steakhouse. I had a rack of lamb, which was amazing. And you had. And even a, in my no meeting zone, I had, had crab legs. You and had a crab sirloin. legs. In a, you were oh, struggling yeah. with them. If you go to Outback Steakhouse and they give you crab legs, they're supposed. To, apparently, the waiter said they were supposed to cut the uh, shell a little bit so you could rip into them. That wasn't really the case with no. yours, was it? So I had to really go at it with a primitive attitude. It was like, pretty. <laughs> you had the. Um, you had the crab leg stalked out on the plate and you was cutting it with the knife down the middle. <laughs> the big giant outback knife, yes. But yeah, the food in there is really good, I have to admit. They it was do really good. This ra- I don't, I'm a real, I love lamb. And you don't really get it in Missouri very much when you go to a restaurant. So Outback Steakhouse always has lamb and they have a rack of lamb. And you, always, when I get it, you always say, oh, you don't get much. You don't get much. But it's enough, it's good. It's like a f- whole six chops. But wouldn't but you want small. more? I like what it is, but anyway, okay. it comes with this sauce that you dip the lamb in, this cabernet sauce, and it is oh my word, it's worth it just for the sauce, like the whole twenty one dollars that it costs is worth it for this <laughs> little bowl of sauce. And then you give me your leftover. And then I dip anything in that sauce, the vegetables <laughs> that I get, everything. Like, but anyway, um, Outback Steakhouse. It's I know it and might we seem cheesy to, uh, to some people, but it's good. We had to experience the closing of sur- of a Circuit City, so we went in a Circuit City. We did mention, yeah, sad. We, we went in a closing down circuit say We didn't buy anything because there was nothing worth buying. If you want, I tell you, the only thing I saw there that was a bargain, and I would have bought one, but I already have one, is um, wireless Guitar Hero guitars for $14, which is a real bargain because they're $55. Was it for the 360? There was all of, there was PS3, 360, mm. and Wii guitars, so... If you need an extra wireless guitar, Circuit City is the place. And this Circuit City had a buttload in fact, of rock bands. In fact, looking at everything in there, they had the most stock of those items. Oh, totally. There guitars. were piles of them. Piles yeah. and piles. And then they had little black and white printed out pictures of the break room and the, the back room where it said, like, <laughs> safe for sale, chairs for sale, yeah. racks for sale, it was tables pretty, for it's sale. It's pretty sad walking around a, a shop that's going in. Because I worked at And everybody a shop was really that, friendly. And I worked was, at a shop that was going into liquidation, a sports shop. And I worked there for the, well, the whole time. But the three weeks when it was the, okay, we're closing in three weeks sale. It's just an odd vibe because you're wandering around and you're like, Okay, I'll lose my job in three weeks. You should and, be like, who gives a crap? I don't uh, care yeah, about it. Yeah, why, am I, why am I still folding these shirts and laying and on I these stupid jobs? I was looking at those people working in the <laughs> thinking, yeah, I know what I feel like. It's weird. Like, so, but, you know, it'll be gone and yeah. Best Buy will probably, you know, double the sales. So, the other thing we, we said on our anniversary night was going to come back and watch Groundhog Day on Blu-ray disc. Here's one of the most hardest things to do. Find a copy of Groundhog Day on Blu-ray disc on Groundhog Day. It doesn't <laughs> bu- work. Nope. We called. We went. We drove to places. Wasn't in Best Buy. You can't, wasn't in you can't get Hastings. Wasn't at Walmart. Wasn't anywhere. So what I did instead was... I had it in my mind I was going to buy one, buy a disc anyway of some kind. I was going to get one to watch when we came home. So I got a real... I got Hancock. Which we weren't interested in. Not interested in at all. But... In Walmart, this is an interesting little... Um, I said it on my Twitter this week, but it was... Uh, they, we have the PlayStation 3 for playing the uh, Blu-ray discs. And in the past, I've used the con- the game controller to control it. It's kind of odd. It doesn't... To me, it's not It's not really how you should be operating a DVD player. No. Anyway. Um, so, for twenty nine ninety nine, they had this package with the unrated edition of Hancock on Blu-ray. 
and the PlayStation 3 Bluetooth remote control, which is really nice. It's like a, a sturdy, solid remote control that's worth $25 on its own. So you're getting the movie for $5. Now, I can't say I enjoyed the movie 100%. <laughs> really. It had parts it was in it okay. that I thought was really, really good. I really enjoyed it. And other parts was just... If I'd have like, paid $30 for the movie, I would have been miffed after it finished. Yeah. I would have said to you, what the fuck? Why did I buy this? But because <laughs> I got the Bluetooth remote, I was fine. The movie's just... The special effects look like they're from Superman, the original Superman. They were really bad. Really bad, like... I don't know... I, it, I don't even think it was intentional. I think it was... Budget, of course it wasn't. No, I don't. I think it just was. It just wasn't good. That part. Now uh, I liked elements of the story a lot. I thought it was a good twist on the thing with the superhero elements and stuff. Yeah, I like that. What but, about the cover? Well, oh yeah, no, don't don't talk about it. <laughs> okay, so it's stupid. Yeah. Anyway, um, if you want Hancock, I can't imagine why you would. <laughs> and you want on purpose. And you want a PlayStation Three Blu-ray remote. You can get them both for $30, which I thought was really good. It's Maybe. Like a, it could be gone now. There was quite a few when we were there, mm-hmm. and I, I would never have picked Hancock up, but I, I, I've wanted one of them. In fact, we just life. were walking past, and it was like at my eye level, and I kind of turned, and you stopped and turned, and you're like, oh, hey. What? And then we couldn't find Groundhog Day, you know, and you're like, I think I'm going to get this. At first, when I picked the Hancock thing up, I thought it was like a crappy Mad Cats remote. Yep. But when I saw it was the official Sony one, I was like... Okay, mm. that's really actually a good Then deal. I think you were actually glad we didn't find Groundhog Day. No, I, like, I still want Groundhog Day. And you know what? Everywhere I've been, it's out of stock, which is... But the happy ending is we came home. We oh. actually have Groundhog Day. On DVD. Yes, and we watched it on the big screen. And we watched Hancock. And we did watch it on DVD and... We used to always go to the theater on our anniversary. And now we're, I think we're both kind of past that because it's just such a shithole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's be honest. <laughs> our theater is just... It, if it's if it's clean and nice, then there are assholes there. So either way, if it's dirty and stinky, but we're alone, it's dirty and stinky. If we go and it's clean, oh, oh, the they're seats a bunch are of just off. You know, like <laughs> uncomfortable. I don't know. This, we're this, hard to this, please. I don't think we're hard to please. I just think cinemas have gone down the shitter. I really do. The Unless, in the nearby town's not bad. The one in the one in the nearby town is actually quite nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but and the one we saw Magnolia in has been remodeled. But it's, really good it's expensive to go there because we have to drive forty miles <laughs> yeah. there and forty miles back. Is that right? Yep. And there could be a jerk there to ruin and the whole thing. It's expensive to go in compared to our cinema. I think you know it's just a pain in the ass, isn't it? You know you end yeah. up. But anyway, we have a theater, and we can watch pretty much the latest movie Sukas. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention was I'm mentioning these out of order. We've mentioned those. Uh, my Xbox 360 Red Ring this week, number 10. Dun, dun, dun. That's the 10th, I'm not exaggerating, nope. the 10th Xbox 360 I have had that has broken. Now, you can vouch for this because people are probably going, oh yeah, you just treat them bad. What oh do God, I treat no. my. Vi- no, I don't touch it. Like I, I turn it on with the remote control. Um, it's cooled it's sufficiently. It has a cool. It's kept in, our, in the home theater room, which yep. is kept on, on a, a glass nice cool shelf. shelf. It never gets touched, it never gets moved, it never... It in fact, this is interesting. Barely gets used. I've got two Xbox 360s. And oh, all the sympathy just drained right out of the audience. Well, the idea <laughs> the idea behind that was, obviously I've had ten broken ones. While one is broken and being sent off, at least I still have one, because I do play it every day. You right? do. So, um, this one is one that I got back repaired. And it's been sat downstairs for about four months, because this one has been behaving itself. 
That one has not been sorta. That one's got a really yeah, this one is drive. being weird, but that one's not been uh, not been used for about four months. The day I turn it on, it red rings. So I don't know. I don't even know how to avoid it. It just happens even if you don't use it. But the good thing is, they. You... Uh, the good thing is, it's on its way back to them, and they're gonna send me a new one and whatever. Whatever. I'm kind of done with it by by now. You know, I just. I'll get one back. Oh, really? After number 11? Well, you know what? The the shipping process now, back and forwards, you don't have to pay a, a dime. They give you a printed label. You stick it on a box. There's none of that. Um, Bullshit. No. It's, it, in fact, you don't it's, even have to speak to someone no, who it's tries automated. to talk you out of it. Remember that in the beginning? Yeah. Oh, my God. You had to go through so much crap. Unplug this, plug that. But now it's just go on the website, click on the support section. When you log, log in with your passport, it will say... It will have your 360 serial numbers listed that you registered when you first got them, if you did. If you didn't, you have to register them. Oh, yeah. And then you click on one, and it says, what do you want to do with it? And you say, send it back, and it says, why? And you say, three red rings, and it says, okay, press print. A label comes out of your printer. You, stick you it happen to have one of the quote-unquote coffins, which yeah. is just a box. You can and send it, it back for... in any box. Right, but you just happen to have one because of one of your other situations. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've got more than one. I think I've got two. Boy, Microsoft has you people so far up their butts. But anyway... That's that's Red Ring. Um, the other thing, talking of the Xbox 360, uh, we well we played the PC version last night of Burnout Par- Burnout Paradise, and now this is an add-on pack that cost ten dollars that just came out. Party, party, party. The party mode. Um, it was we, really fun. We even had you playing the party mode. You invited. You came down there. You, my nephew was here. He's twelve, and you guys came down the hallway. I was in there watching happily watching my Bob Newhart, and you're like, hey. It's really fun. And like, you laugh at his up, and I'm like, okay, that's a little more enthusiasm than I normally hear. So I came in, drugging a cha- ca- a ca- ca- kitchen chair in here, and uh, I never really won anything, but it was fun. It was really fun. It's yeah. well done. It's easy to manipulate. Yeah, you have to pass the controller around, but who cares? Who cares? I like to pass the controller it's thing, fun. because then you don't have to wire loads of control. I, mean, I wouldn't want to be at a party with people I don't know. It's a little intimate. <laughs> yeah, so what the idea of this is, this is Burnout, by the way. This is the you know racing game franchise. But what they do here with this party mode is they break it up into these little bite, chunky-sized... They're just small little challenges that each person does, and they pass the controller around, and you have to outscore the other people. And the challenges range from jump off a cliff and do a barrel roll. And if you don't do it, you fail. And if to you go do, around you that one track. To like, drive around a track as fast as you can beat the other people's times to drive into oncoming traffic and miss as many cars as you can yeah it's fun it's just like an assortment of different things it's not the crash mode that we all know and love from the other burnouts but i believe that's going to end up back in there as a paid thing as well like so if they keep adding this content to the game and we're talking the game (laughs) is uh oh hey the game's why did you log in that's weird i rebooted the game's one year old Hmm. And they're still adding content to it, which is interesting. And ten bucks if you get your if you use it two or three times with your friends and actually have a really good time with it. You know me, I'm a cheapskate, I'm a tightwad, and I still think if you've already bought the game and now you can add ten bucks and and have it a good utilizes time. the uh, webcam on your PC. Yeah, I take funny pictures of your stuff. So you can don't take pictures of your knob because just... so when it's your turn, this isn't an online thing and it's an offline thing. Mm. But when when it's your turn to play. Your photograph comes up on the screen, or you pose for a photograph. It's kind of fun, right? Each time you start a new round, you can take a new photo. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's that was fun. Burnout Paradise Pie. Yeah, it's, it's like ten dollars on the three sixty as an add-on. Eight. It has some interesting music. <laughs> yeah, it's the music from yeah, and it's uh, 
I was we were playing the PC version, which is one thing I must mention. The PC version of Burnout actually looks better than the 360 version, which doesn't generally happen with console ports. It just looks really good. It's so colourful and crisp. Mm-hmm. And, and it runs super smooth, never a hiccup, uh, which is rare for PC games because there's usually something wrong with PC games, isn't there? Something <laughs> will go wrong at some point. Crashes yeah. or... Uh, and then there's a couple more things. There's a lot of stuff happened this week. Yeah. One is, uh, if you're a fan of Lily Allen, who's a UK singer... Um, her album is out this week, a new album. She's only ever had one other album a couple of years ago or a year ago. A new album is out on Tuesday, and for a week only, you can buy it for $4 on Amazon. I just thought that was worth mentioning, because if you like her... You mean download? Yes, download. Not the CD. No, you get the no, download. No, she's not the only one doing this. So there are other people out there who, are, getting, who are realizing... People like me, I'll do without music. I don't care. I'll do without movies. I don't care. I'm not. I'm not spending thirty dollars on it, and I'm not spending twenty dollars on a stupid CD or a whole download. But four bucks, I'm there. I'll buy that, and I don't buy music. And uh, quickly, we'll mention um, Auditorium as well. The game that you get for the PC. Um, it's play, a, it's an play online auditorium. game. Playauditorium.com. Yeah, playauditorium.com. It's a game where it's got I don't know how many. The full game has. 10, 70 levels or something like that. 70. And it's just a kind of a puzzle game with music and they're selling it. It's basically you get a log on to their, uh, you make an account and you can play it online. It's like a web-based game, but you can do full screen and all that. But they're selling it for $11. Now, that's reasonable to me. I will get $11 of enjoyment out of that. I would yeah, not totally. spend $30 on it. Yeah, totally. And um, that kind of stuff will win me over. I will do without it. Or I want it to be cheap and worth the money. I will support those people, even if I'm not a big Lily Allen fan. <laughs> I, I am, but even if I wasn't and I was marginal, I'd say, sure, man, I'll spend four bucks on that. That's totally worth Cause, it. Because oh, you could say it's four dollars is better. That maybe some maybe yeah. some of these DVD companies will. You need to get, get in your minds that my four dollars, you either get zero, or you get four dollars. That's the, I'm not I'm not cheating you out of it. I'm not downloading it for free. Nothing. I you I either sell it to me or you don't. And there's. I've, I always tell you this about this time what games are coming out you know next week or this week coming up and I've not said it for the last few weeks and that reason being is there's been nothing coming out <laughs> but this week the cycle has been broken and Fear 2 is coming out on Tuesday oh. I really loved Fear it was like a first person shooter with like horror elements it's really a cool game and Fear 2 looks to have improved on it and it's continuing the story from one hour after the other one finished an absolute continuation so if you're into first person shooters and horror that's out on Tuesday and the week after now I you don't even know this about me but how big a fan of Street Fighter I am I don't know this how could after 10 well, years I don't well, know well the this. thing is right Street Fighter is a fighting game that I grew up with on the Sega Genesis and the Super Nintendo it's the game I just played you know the go-to game, like Call of Duty is for me. Mm-hmm. It's the game I used to just stick on my Super Nintendo and just play all weekend. You know, it's like, I just love it. I know all the intricacies of it. I know how to play it. Anyway. I get it. I totally get it. There hasn't been a Street Fighter for a long time. It's The last one was, I can't even remember when. But now, it's not out yet. It comes out on the 17th. It's inspired me, even, to go and buy an arcade stick. Cause that's very cool I can't buy fighting games on a pad I, I, I've tried in the past casually it works but if you want to try and play anybody online 
they've usually got a stick and you haven't, and then you're screwed. Anyway. Plus, it brings back that nice arcade feel. The nostalgia of it, yeah, which you like adore, so. I, so, anyway, Street Fighter Four is coming out on the 17th. I've ordered a stick, a Hori stick, which is a Japanese imported stick, which is like, it's an actual, it's a large stick. It's like as big as a keyboard, really, and it weighs about 10 pounds, so it gives you that arcade feel because it's not really going to move around on the desk once you're using it. It's from Japan, and it's for the Xbox 360. The company Hori make arcade sticks, but they've actually made this for the 360. And you can get it... It's really it's pretty difficult to get hold of, but there's a, a site that I've found, which is SNK slash Capcom site, and it's called ArcadeShock.com, which actually have them in stock. So if you're looking for a joystick for Street Fighter when it comes out on the 17th, it's a good place to get one. It's actually a fish, an official Street Fighter 4 joystick, but it's a hell of a lot of money. It's about 200 and something dollars. Um, you can get one of them apparently, but they're very limited. But this one I'm getting is... I'm excited. Good. Anyway, Street Fighter, you saw me playing Street Fighter this afternoon, the 2D version from years ago. It's it's still a 2D... Yeah, it's still a 2D game, the new one. But it's got a 3D plane to it, so it looks amazing. It's like kind of like Dead or Alive, but you'll, you'll see it. I more identify with the other one. Not Dead or Alive, but the other one that I like with Valdo. Soul Calibur. Yeah. Yeah, it looks... <laughs> I like Soul Calibur. It looks like Soul Calibur, but do you know... Do you remember, like, on Soul Calibur, how... Yes, these two characters stood side, you know, mm-hmm. on the screen like this, but you can also kind of move around. But there's there's none of that in Street Fighter. It's... It's, it, you, it, they're 3D but only they're 2D all 3D and occasionally if they do a special move the camera will go sideways so you see everything but then go straight back so it's it's still got the old school gameplay but it's gonna it looks amazing but anyway you'll see it on the 17th I'm so I'll be hearing you a lot of whoa, whoa, you'll be hearing Shaurukan like that Shaurukan <laughs> and Flying Bird Kick fantastic that's my Chun-Li impression there anyway um <laughs> Street Fighter, probably the biggest release of this month. Um, I think it'll get some play, and you might even play it with the new I stick. I might. I do like fighting games. I find them kind of interesting and relaxing in a weird way. Yeah. As long as somebody isn't kicking my butt. <laughs> as long as I can always win. You can always I'm play against. The, you can always play against the computer on easy, and you know, and then move on. You know, you played Dead or Alive, and you played um, Soul Calibur. You liked yeah. them both. Yeah, I did. Uh, so yeah, that's my stuff for this week. My what's stuff your... is what's for dinner. You're having a steak and some roast vegetables. I'm having roast vegetables and some almond macaroni and cheese, which is organic macaroni using almond cheese, non-dairy, non-gluten, almond milk. It's pretty good. I mean, I have to admit, I it's not it's not a mer- it's not it's macaroni, not macaroni and cheese, but it's pretty good. Almond and I think cheese. if I add a little bit of something else to it, I, I think it'll be good. I think you should just put some meat in it. <laughs> I don't want any meat. <laughs> now, the anniversary was, I like said, I ate the crab legs and the sirloin steak. But yes, I think did. I feel better when I'm not eating red meat. And that's just the way, I mean, I'm, maybe I'm totally self-motivated, but that's what motivates me not to eat it. So, I'm trying really hard with the vegetables and the alternatives and all that kind of stuff and... It's quite compelling. And, I, and as you as you'd heard, uh, <laughs> you say, I'm having a steak. Because <laughs> I I you I, can eat 50 ma- I made no bones here. about it. I, I love a steak. Make no bones about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine isn't from an act, animal activism kind of a thing. It is purely to make my body feel better, and I actually think that. So that's what I'm having for supper, dinner, supper, and uh, this week I was very honored 
I think I've mentioned in the past that I might have been drawing a, a design that someone might be putting as a tattoo on their body, and she did it. And if you go to my site, you can see the pictures of it, sidtalk.com. Um, it's also a, yeah, that's the best place to go. She has a Flickr page with all of the pictures, but if you just go to Sid Talk, you'll see that I drew a design for a woman to do a tattoo all the way around her stomach on her hip bones, and she did it. Yeah, she, she actually did. went and that's did good. it. So it's like my it drawing really is like etched in someone's body forever. Well, until she decomposes completely. <laughs> Charming. <laughs> um, so that was really cool. Um... Last week I mentioned I'm going to make a podcast. And you promised I, it. I, I did You it. promised it within 24 hours. I did, and I didn't do it. And <laughs> that's not a surprise, really, to anyone, but I'm really going to do it this week. And that, uh, tomorrow is, we're going... I'm just going to say that really quickly, so if I don't yeah, do it again... Yeah, I heard you were skirting over that. <laughs> and then uh, the other thing is, you know, we're grown-ups, and we have all this crap to deal with, and I'm, we're going tomorrow to sign the final papers on a mortgage refinance. That's not because we're hard up or anything. No, that's, that's because, because the interest money. rate yeah. dropped, and my payment goes down by 100 bucks a In fact, month. we should mention that. If you're somebody who hasn't thought of that, um, you can actually save yourself some money. Yeah, and I'm telling you right now, I despise paperwork. Any kind, I hate paying bills. I hate checking on my online chicken account. I don't even do it. I don't keep a checkbook. None of that. I don't. My car license is expired. I haven't even thing, renewed it. And this thing, you don't have to do much. Well, part of it's because my friend is the manager of the bank, right. and she has kind of ushered me through it. But I got over the hump. I did have to fill out about twenty things, and you know, a little survey and stuff like that. But it's well worth it when that I get to skip a month, first of all, and then it goes down by. And you got your tax rebate. Got my tax rebate. Yeah. Everybody gets that. So yeah. Well, not um, everybody, but. Well, most people. So that's it. Um. And yeah, if you want to save yourself Ooh, some money, smell the vegetables if you want to roasting. save yourself some money, uh, look into um, mortgage refinancing because you <laughs> might be able to save yourself. You money. might or you might not. It depends on where you started. If you sell, if you save yourself hundred dollars a month, that's actually quite a lot. And we just got rid of our home phone and got and switched yeah, to Skype. Yeah, it's also, it's also a show. If you have really bad credit and you really suck at keeping your money right and you've really been in the hole with it all, I was too. Seven or eight years ago, I mean, I had bad credit. I didn't pay my student loans. I didn't pay my bills. I had loads of crap out there. And over the years, being married to someone who's very sensible and would say to me, when you get your tax refund, don't buy something fun. Do something horribly boring and pay off your old debts. That was a good idea, as it turns out. It was. I hated it, but I did it. And then over time, I was able to buy a car, barely by the skin of my teeth. And then I was able to buy my house. And now my credit score is like a normal... In the normal to high range. Freecreditreport.com. Now, I know that sucks and it's really boring and I hate the idea that we're measured by that. But if it actually kind of haunts you all the time, and it did me. You actually can't operate if you don't. You can't. And you can't operate it. it even emotionally. I don't give a shit if you pretend it doesn't bother you. If you've got loads of debt and you know you can't buy anything else, you can't get things you want. And I don't mean like having a house is, means anything. I'm just saying if it's on your mind... It's worth fixing, and it's if I can do it, and I hate doing things I don't like to do, and I it took a long time, seven years now, but that's my little uh, pep talk. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay, so we're about to sign off. I just want to mention that next week's uh, Blu-ray disc review will be Miracle at Saint Anna, which is Spike Lee's new movie, um, and it's mm. a war film. And don't forget to Twitter to uh, follow the Twitter and. Get in the contest. Follow the Twitter. Win. Well, we, we'll get to that. Uh, I want to remind you about our website, sidtalk.com, Uh You can go there and read things. 
Yeah, you can see the tattoo that I drew. You can go there and read stuff, their websites. (laughs) You can go to twitter.com slash ascully or twitter.com slash sidtalk to follow us and listen to our inane ramblings all week. You can go to facebook.com as well for the same kind of Well, there's a group. Yeah, there's the after after the show. show, Just search for after the show podcast and you'll find it. And there's a group for sidtalk as well. Correct. And uh, you can find this podcast on iTunes Music Store, the Zoom Marketplace, or the RSS feed. Go to ascully.com, click the word podcast at the top of the page, and listen to all 56 episodes of After the Show. Fill your week. Do you realize we just do all this for our own gratification? All of that. All of our presence online, all the things we do is actually because we... I feel that we do it for our audience. I just mean it makes us feel... We love it. We don't do it for... We have no hidden agenda. Oh, we're not not making money out of it. No, exactly. I hear some people complain how hard it is and... They're not getting anything I, out of it. And I said not getting that enough hits. We've like, heard a lot of people say, it. "Oh, podcasting's really hard." Okay, <laughs> podcasting for us involved buying a nice microphone, which cost one hundred and fifty dollars. Um, having a PC that you don't need. You can no, use you don't some need this. You could use a, You can use a ten dollar microphone. We just wanted it to sound better. Um, you can buy a microphone. You can, as long as you've got a PC or a Mac, you can use Audacity. It costs nothing. You could use Windows Recorder, right? Uh, it's got a limit of time, like oh, 10 right. minutes or something. But anyway, Audacity is free, open source, just use that. True. Record your voice, edit it. Go you to don't even have to edit. In fact, we, we generally do this show in a one-take situation. We don't edit. Unless we really edit. mess... No, sometimes. If we've completely said something wrong, and I know we've said it wrong. Oh, right. You know, like we've said something about a movie that's wrong. Like, oh, spoiler kind of thing or something? Or, like, we've said such and such a person was in something where they weren't. Oh. I've took that out. But generally, and when people say it's really hard, it takes us an hour and a half to record it, or an hour, an hour to an hour, 90 minutes to record it. It takes me about an hour to get it up on the web. So we're finishing now at 10.24pm around about. It'll be on the web by 11.24. It's like two hours of your time a week. And Plus, I think it's it's excellent. I love it. And, you know, we obviously review a movie, so that takes our Sunday afternoon up, which is fine. It's the best way to spend a Sunday afternoon watching a movie. Um, if you don't do it on... If you're not doing it on movies, you're just doing it on something else, maybe, maybe it'll take less time. But I don't see the difficult part. I don't either. If you've got something to say, say it. Yeah, and if... Yeah, yeah. And we host it on uh, gcast.com. Anybody can host stuff on there. It's You can host shows as long as you like. And then if you have a Facebook page or MySpace, whatever it is, you, you're, it's very easy to link to and get it to people to, if you In want fact, to listen you know, to it. In fact, you know, gcast.com is one place. There's billions of places you can host MP3 files. It doesn't really matter where, just as long as you get them up online. Um, but yeah, that's... Uh, we've, that's it. And you can also email feedback to ascoli at com. I'm giving you the evil eye. And not, not sidtalk.com. <laughs> For no reason whatsoever. So I just want to say uh, stay classy, um, Clint Eastwood and Angelina Jolie, and let's hope this movie gets some awards, because I think it deserves something. I think it's very good, and I'm going to say this, and it's going to sound very sexist, and that's fine, but I'm going to say women, sexist. Oh, okay. (laughs) I'll listen to you. Women, think for yourself. Do not, do not let anybody else think for you. 